Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Greasy Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. I am at underscore Scalito on Twitter. And for those who do not know, it is a jolly good season around this camp. It's jolly good season in the nine one. And that's jolly with a J-A for our all-star job rent. I get that. That's exactly. what's up. This the corner man, a.k.a. the three-point specialist, a.k.a. the chief of staff of Dillabrooks Island. What is good, everybody? It's Trev. Hey, man, it's your boy, Crunk Ain't Dead. You hear me? Big John in this thing. It's really shitty. Passing it to the big man down low. The big man, Ed Tev, Shakira, what it do, Grizz Nation. Let's get it. Yep, what it do, what it do, man. It was another, I mean, really, I ain't, it was a great week, man. Man, 11 games, you can't you can't ask for better than that, man. 11 games in a row. I was at the game against Dallas on Friday night on ESPN, and I felt the energy in the arena. That team was tired. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just keep it yep. one. They were tired. You could tell they were exhausted. They were running yeah. on fumes. Eight games in twelve days. Winning eleven in a row. It catches up to you. Now I'm not gonna take anything away from the males because Luca did do his thing for sure. But let's just go over the whole week. Grizzlies started off the week. Uh, we recorded before the Lakers game. After we recorded, they proceed to smack the Lakers. Um, like, like I think most of us like everybody smacking the Lakers these days. Yep. <laughs> then we uh, play Gold State Tuesday night. Uh, Clay Thompson second game back, and we proceed to pull out the victory after. I mean, we went up by a lot early. Gold State came back, made their run as usual, but we finished them up in the end. Then we played Minnesota on Thursday night. That could have been a letdown game. It almost was a letdown game, but shout out to Big Big John, <laughs> as she do would say, mm-hmm. of coming through with seventeen rebounds in that game. And we pulled out the victory in the end with the same exact score. We beat Golden State in Minnesota 116 to 108. That was the score for both games. Then, right. Then Dallas, we ended up, we was up at halftime. We was up by eight points early in the third quarter before Dallas won a run and just blew, blew us out and beat us 112 to 85. But what were your thoughts for the, we are now 30 and 15, by the way. So what are y'all thoughts about this, uh, this uh, past week? um solid week solid week um the i think we've gotten to the point where we can uh little brother the, the la lakers at this point because we've uh pretty much been smacking them pretty much all season um i was at the game on tuesday against golden state and 
to your point, Sharky, you know, what you said about the, the Grizzlies and Mavs game, about that being a, a, a you know, play, playoff atmosphere, that's exactly what they were in Grizzly game was. And that's the game that I really more so want to focus on. You know, I definitely, you know, shots for them to, you know, withstanding the the their lack of energy or just them being tired, still beating the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know, I'll talk about the, the, the Mavs game just a little bit. But I just think that that Warriors game was just so clutch. Uh, the playoff atmosphere, just like, the, you know, the Memphis fans showing up, also the Golden State fans and also the the kids in the Golden State uh, Warriors fans showed up. But John Moran and the entire Grizzlies team showed up and showed out. Tyus Jones was humongous in that game. Um, I just really appreciate them for, you know, just really embodying, you know, what it is to be a Memphian, what it is to be uh, grid and grind. And I just really appreciate them for just, you know, putting the the, the city on the map. Um, I watched NBA TV, uh, NBA Today, I think, along with Sharky on a pretty frequent basis. And every single um, episode this week, they talked about the Grizzlies in some form or fashion. So uh, it was a really, really great week, really good win against the Warriors. That was a really good, significant win. I hate we didn't get the win against the Mavs. Y'all know how I am about, you know, us winning those national, nationally televised games. But we have one coming up on tomorrow. And if we can win that one, regardless who's on the roster for the Bulls or not, again, it's on national TV. If we can get that dub, I will be made well. So really good week for the uh, for the Grizzlies. To your point, I I would rather take this split because the Warriors game was quote unquote nationally televised. It was on NBA TV. So um, yeah, you would love to to have gotten the one against Dallas on ESPN. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and we all know the reason why. Games twelve nights. You're riding the 11 game winning streak. It was bound to come to an end at some point of fashion. Um, uh, I'll focus on the Warriors game as well. Uh, just watching it from home, just the atmosphere uh, was very playoff esque. I will uh, give the Grizz's a uh, shout out to Grizz section for showing up and showing out. Uh, you knew the Warriors would make a run because at one point I thought Memphis was going to run them out the building, but I just sat there like, Golden State's going to make a run. It, it, it's Golden State. And, uh, of course, it happened, and eventually the Grizzlies were able to pull it off. Um, but in the end, man, you could have got that game. We should have got the game against Dallas, but Luka is Luka. Um, Luka is probably establishing himself now as another Grizzlies killer, um, adding on to the list with C.J. McCollum and a couple of others. Um, all Overall, great for the Grizz. Uh, I really don't have much to say because uh, it's been just nothing but – positivity and positive things to say about them. And uh, we're just going to keep this train rolling. Hopefully we can pull this thing off today when you're listening to this uh, against the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's talk about I was just going uh, in the order of the games. Um, the Warriors, I know they have – I we talked about this the other day, fellas. Um, we not Steph Curry for sure as an all-star. I think they have some other player on their team that's like a – all-star starter or something like that. Um, I didn't see much from him. Now. Yeah, didn't see much from him uh, there uh, on that night, uh, which goes to the great defense and, again, the home crowd as well. Um, that was there for us for the Grizzlies. Uh, the Timberwolves' victory was huge, was a big game for me because, again, that's a game that you could easily have looked past or looked down at um, for us. And then for us to win that game, of course, you know, my guy. Uh, was there for us, um, Big John, uh, with a 15 and 17 night, hitting a crucial three uh, towards the end of the game. And I'm not going to sit here and not 
Um, give Triple L his his kudos as well. Uh, throughout this week, has been pretty good um, as well. Yeah, uh, but then you know the Mavericks come to town, and regardless of how how much we needed that game, we needed more rest and, and rested legs. Um, I have a friend; he's a Mavericks fan. I told him I really hope we match up with the Mavericks in the first round um, because that would be one hell of a series. Whether we're three, six, or four or five, notice I've made sure that we're still gonna win the division. Um, I think that would be must see basketball on a nightly basis. Uh, of course, Luca is Luca. Luca, he every five games drops a triple double. And unfortunately, it feels like every game he plays us is a triple double. Um, and so kudos to him. I mean, Luca is Luca. Um, but shout out to his Grizzlies team, regardless of the fact you you're not gonna win 82 games. Someone has ever done that. Um, and so for us to win those 11 straight and against opponents that we beat as well. Um, you know, we've talked about this on other platforms that, you know, the Lakers were the team to beat in the West when the season first started, uh, possibly be a championship contender. Um, and they look like just a tender uh, right now instead. So um, from now on, this is the Grizzlies game and division to win. And I look forward to what we'll talk about um, for the rest of this week. Throwing it down to the big fella. Well said, gentlemen, uh, not much to really say after all that. Um of course, the Warriors game, Grizz game is a playoff uh, round that I don't want to see because I don't want to have to choose. But, of course, uh, when the time comes, I will make that decision. But great atmosphere. Um, way, way to go, Ja, for not giving that kid a high five. I probably would have did the exact same thing if I would have seen it. Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, whoever jersey that would have been on. Like, I probably would have did the same thing, especially in that moment. So. Um, and they did make it a good thing. They did have peop uh, people come in and, you know, donate their jerseys from opposing teams and, you know, gave back to the community. So the Grizz uh, overall marketing team, that was an outstanding marketing thing and a way just to give back for the kids. I saw some of the jerseys were like a Penny Hardaway, or, you know, Orlando jersey. I was like, OK, so what are y'all going to do with the jerseys that y'all got? Because I actually kind of need that one low key. So we need to figure that one out. Uh, right. Parker, Parker, Joe, yeah. I need y'all to figure out what y'all going to do with those, what they going to do with those other jerseys because we need to know. Someone um, actually tweeted a list of all jerseys. Yeah. That were I saw the Steph Curry's. I saw, oh, oh it, it was so many. It was Steph, uh, Allen Iverson, the Denver jersey. I saw the Iverson. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Conley. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan. So it's like, Kenny, what are y'all going to do? Penny, um, and then I believe uh, Chandler Parsons, but you know, we're not speaking of that. Name. Oh no! So you just have to bring them up. Oh, they <coughs> hey, burn that is, one. So, hey, if they if they burn them, let me know when they burn in that Chandler Parsons. I was I will fly to the Memphis to see them. But anyway, anywho, uh, going to the Grizzlies schedule, of course. Um, one thing that I like to see that I like that I saw from the Grizz that I like was the fact that they were actually running plays at the end of the games. So I know for a particular, I saw one. Uh, when John Moran, they ran one for him to get an easy lane to the basket at the end of the Minnesota game, as well as the uh, and one for Jaron Jackson. Um, so just we didn't see that last year, um, especially we were losing the games, you know, that we were supposed to win. It was just John going to the lane, hoping he get fouled. Whether now Coach Jenkins is actually, you know, making plays up for us to get the ball into the best player's hand into the hole. So um, kudos to him on that one. Um, and just um, – just ice up, man. And in the words of Steve Smith, just ice up, Grizz. Like, they were done. <laughs> like, they, they scored 12 points in the fourth quarter in the, in the Mavericks game. So, like, they were done. Shark, you said, in the atmosphere. Like, you, you felt it. Like, they were just done. It's been a hell of a run. 11 games, you know. Um, we got 
we're gonna talk about this this upcoming week. So I hope they kind of just use this moment to just kind of ice up, you know, just just ice up, son. Get ready, get ready, get ready for the next run. Definitely, definitely. And some breaking news: uh, Kareem Maine has been waived by the Memphis Hustle. That's so the main era is over. Wow. They signed uh, EJ Anu to uh, then they waived Kareem Maine to sign EJ Anu. <laughs> So we still gotta get that jersey too. Speaking of jerseys, we, yeah, we need we need that jersey, man. Hustle, man. Hustle, man. Hustle, man. That is perfect. That is, can't deny that. Yep. But to uh, reminisce on the Grizzlies run, eleven games, man. You telling me that what two, three months ago? I remember Skyler came on this podcast, and we all was talking about how you know the Grizzlies were struggling. And Skyler was like, "Bro, they are not a good team right now." That was like what two months ago. Who would have thought we'd be here? 11 games in a row. Who would have thought? Who would have thought when y'all got hurt? I was the person who was the most optimistic to, like, you know, last year they survived without him, but I'm not going to lie. Act like I just knew that they would go 10 and 2. <laughs> so I'm not even in the front end. Like, I knew I thought that was the case. Uh, for them to go 10 and 2, for them to finally, and you, we knew it in the beginning of the season, play defense. They just wasn't playing defense. That they, they was, they was literally what was going on. They decided to play some defense. They decided they should play with some air from the defensive end. And now they're like top 10 in defense again. They went from 30 to like number seven. Like, <laughs> unless you know what we did, let you know. Like, I put straight to the warranty in the beginning of the season, but I'm proud of the, I'm proud of the crew. You know, I think uh, I did. I thought about this Friday. I told my wife this while we were at the game. Although they were fatigued, I was like, there was a certain player that was missing. And I've seen a lot lately with Zaire playing well and Dylan Brooks being out. But I was like, that's the reason Dylan Brooks is needed. Friday night, he would have, no matter how tired he plays with, he's he's playing with energy, right? So I was like, that's the player they were missing Friday night. They were missing that that, that energy guy. The spark plug, yep. one of our deem untouchable because of that. You need that type of guy on your team in the playoff atmosphere or just a random night like Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Yep. And that's it's definitely show Friday night. But like I said, man, you win 11 games, you missing matching lineups. Jared Cover playing legit minutes. Uh, John Conjart snapping 17 rebounds. Uh, John Morant sent it to MVP can- candidacy. Made sure to post the tweets because no, I uh <laughs> tried to claim it back in October. But hey, good run. We're number three in the West. Uh, I think Trevor asked us the question last week, and we was like, we don't know they can get there by the end of the week, and they got there the next day because Detroit, uh surprisingly beat Utah and now we're okay, still the hand, by the way. Yep. So um so yeah we're number three right now. Uh half a game ahead of Utah. Uh two and a half back of the Warriors with number two. So you know they go on another double digit win streak. You talking number one, <laughs> number two C uh in a certain aspect. But let's get to um what y'all what y'all thoughts about like the Grizzlies, the possibility. Do y'all think the Grizzlies can get uh another double digit streak going or another just close to like winning streak as they got to recently? Um, I think as long as they continue with the because I mean we talked about this last week, if they can continue the next man up mentality and then actually, you know, actually do that, where again, if it's Big John one night, if it's Zion Williams one night, if it's BC coming off the bench one night, if it's Triple J coming off the uh, not coming off the bench, but if he steps up, if John Murray is sitting for a game, if, whether he's started or resting, whatever the case may be, um, not sure if they can get to another double digit win streak, but I could definitely see them pulling off another another like six or seven game um, streak or something like that. I think to do it because I think they've done it what twice already, or they've come close. They've done it once have come close another time already. So to do it, or to at least come to like nine or 10 game win streak three times, I think is a lot. 
but you never know. I think we have we also have the the MVP candidate, which you just said, Starkey and John Morant, who, in my honest opinion, I'm not sure how many players in the league can keep up with uh, keep up with him or try to keep him out of the paint. And I think because he's doing such a good job of getting into the paint while also making plays for others, um, I don't see that trend any. Um, again, uh, um, unless barring in, um, injury. So I'm not sure if they can get another 10, uh, nine or 10 game win streak, but I could definitely see them pulling off another six or seven game win streak or something like that. Yeah. So what they did, they went 10 out of, they won 10 out of 11. Then they lost three in a row. Then they went one 11 in a row. So pretty close. <laughs> so I actually got one. Um, I think that they, like, like Lito said, was perfect. Um, not probably like a 10 game, but if you look into the month of February, like, they only played the first 10 games. They only played three teams that are over 500 as of now. And then going into March, the schedule actually continues to get a little easier for them. So, I mean, I think they actually could continue to go streaking. Um, it'd probably be like seven game here, seven game, eight game here, something like that. You know what I'm saying? But going into February, yeah, it, it's, it's looking quite possible. Kind of like the 10 out that we live in, like seven out of eight, five right, out of right. eight, something like that, yeah. Right. But for, for this month or for the rest of the month, we go against a lot of uh, a pretty good teams. So yeah, because yeah. the home games looking a little. I was looking at the home games in February. I was like, yeah, who they playing? San Antonio. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was like some teams like <laughs> but um to move forward, let's get back. We're back with our Twitter questions this week, man. We uh skipped last yeah. week because we, had, we had a guest uh last week, Ryan Haskett from uh, Memphis Jookie, man. He was a uh, great guest, had us tripping. <laughs> definitely support him and uh memphis joking i think they uh they have a show orphan theater and next month right or is it march i forgot i need to double check I think it's we can double march. check and we can definitely uh we can definitely let y'all know for sure yep. i know he said it in the last week's show but i just want to kind of reiterate it as well but we are double checking um but to get to our two of the questions we had um we had two questions this week and the first question was from a return uh person who uh who definitely supports the show in memphis uruguay is uh twitter is at memphis ui he said, with, with Jaron having played the five lately, is it time for the Grizzlies to move on from Stephen Adams and develop Jaron as a center? And all of us can answer this one, so go the same order. Um, I'm of I'm the mindset that you stay packed. Don't, I wouldn't touch the roster right now because, I mean, that to your point, Charlie, to, for us to have one 10 out of 11 then just and then to come off an 11-game win streak, the roster has to be somewhat pretty decent, right? And I think moving it or not moving it, but making major adjustments to it, which there may not be a major adjustment, but I think, well, actually I think so it is because if you, if you trade Steven Addison, you go full time into Jaron being the, at the five, that's a lot. And I think he still like, he can play the five, but I'm not sure if he can do that over long periods of time. Right. So um, I wouldn't touch the roster right now. I would keep it as I would keep it intact. But my question to that question would be, you've beaten the Warriors, you've beaten the Lakers, you've beaten the Jazz. Can you beat them, currently constructed, can you beat them in a seven-game series? That would be my question. Because I think now, because I think you have to look at what Atlanta did last year and go all in on what you have this season. So as currently constructed, can you beat a, a, a Warriors game, a Warriors team in seven-game series? Can you beat the Jazz in a seven-game series? If your answer is yes, you keep the roster where it is, I wouldn't touch it. If you're like, eh, I don't know, then potentially you make a trade. I wouldn't necessarily maybe move Steven Adams. But, again, there's people on the roster. There's people out there that we could potentially make a move for. If your answer is no, 
I'm not comfortable with us saying we can be whomever in a seven game series when we get to the playoffs. I think they need to put all the chips in the middle of the table and go all in on the season. That's what I would do. Now, I don't think he may have been necessarily referring to them possibly trading him. He did say move on, but I could, like Friday, I went to the game Friday, and they, Steve Adams was back, but they brought him off the bench. They started Jeremy and Brandon's clock. So I, I was thinking of he may have been alluding to even something like that, but either way, both both the same. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, having Jerry at the five is a great scheme to have, but the scholar's point, I don't think he's prepared to start games at five over an 82 game season. And then, of course, that eventually stretches into the playoffs. That's a lot of banging that you're going to be doing with some of the centers. <laughs> exactly. So you, you're you asking Aaron basically to bang with Jokic, who basically you run into Jokic, you pretty much passing out and falling out. Um, Joe Embiid, who's a banger and things of that nature. That's why you have Steven Adams there, just so you can take that, that pressure just a tad bit off of Jaren a tad bit. Um, yeah, the line has worked well. As I mentioned, it's a great scene to have. And I think they're slowly bringing Steve, Steven Adams back because I think for the latter part of the 11-game win streak, he has been out the health and safety protocols. Uh, so that's probably why he was coming off the bench in the game, I believe, against the Mavs, I believe the Warriors as well. Um, so, yeah, for right now, I wouldn't look to move on from Steven Adams. I would definitely just keep this roster intact. Just try to basically just go for it. See how how far you can go with this roster. Mm. Well, Triple L as the starting five. Um, I'm gonna go with no. Um, when you look at some decent players or good players that transition from the four to the five, um, it really happened more or less later on in their in their careers. Um, Chris Bosh, Samarcus Aldridge, Jamari Stoudemire. Um, those players played traditional four, and then, you know, as the game shifted, transitioned to the five. I don't believe that Triple L has enough testicular fortitude um, to be a five at all times. I believe it's okay to start him, but I think Steven Adams, to the point that Trevor made really in the beginning of the season, um, does a lot of things that he won't do. Um, the reason why Jaron has so many blocks, I call him Jaron, God, Jerome. Um, the reason why he has so many blocks is because he does great help defense. Um, and so he's not helping the, he's helping on the five by coming off the four um, in regards to defensive schemes. And like, I can't remember what game I, oh, against the Timberwolves. He wasn't guarding Cat like that. There were stretches where I saw Kyle Anderson guarding um, Cat, and then Jaron Jerome um, helping with that help side defense. So I think it's better for him to just still stick with his point of being the four um, for now. And then if he's ready to actually learn what it takes to become being a big man in the paint, then yes, he'll be ready. But I don't think he's mentally not ready to be in the five position. He still wants to go out and score but again defensively yeah kind of but again not really because he's not taking on that assignment when it comes time to do it today's episode is brought to you by cars.com 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. So I definitely get uh, why he asked the question for sure, and it's a legit question. Um, but for me, basketball is still a physical sport. Um, of course, on 2K, it's, it's good to play with Jaron at the five because, you know, you're able to stress the floor out a lot better. Um, it's something I actually do, and it's a great schedule, but I do it within the game. But starting off, you do need that physicality, especially um, when you're talking about the center, when you're talking about the five. And, you know, we we, <laughs> we call Stephen Adams the, one of the most physical players, if not – the most physical player um, in the NBA, and we got him. Like, we got to start him and, and continue to create that defensive tone. Um, but two, it's like, that's kind of why AD kind of can't stay on the court, too. It's like, <laughs> it's too physical to play the center. Like, you got the teams like, you know, the the <laughs> JaVale McGee still doing their thing. Like, you know, the, the, the JVs that are still pretty physical. Like, you're going to have to go through that every game. And with Jaron, you know, still growing into his body, I don't think it's the best idea to have him at the five, you know, at all times. Essentially, that's what we're asking for. Um, so I don't think it will be a good idea strategically or physically for Jaron at this moment. Yep. And I uh, agree with all y'all, especially uh, Skyler's point with um, – <clears throat> and you too as well too because we're thinking about Anthony Davis. Um, that's the reason why Anthony Davis doesn't start at center. There's a reason why. Um, but he plays center a lot, like probably throughout the game and closing lineups. That's the same thing with Jaron right now. Like in the fourth quarter and closing lineup, he's playing center. That's fine. He can't, like, you know, like you said, four time five. Mm, nah, start off the game, man. You need Steven Allen strong, man. That might be it. I, I didn't mind it Friday for the fact that there was Steve, Steve Allen's first game back in like a week because from COVID. So you was trying to, you know, trying to just ease him back in, you know, not fatigue him out. And I guess they wanted to see with Jaron and Brandon Clark having such great numbers when they play together. They wanted to kind of see how it looked with them starting. So I, did, I didn't mind that at all Friday, but I didn't want that, like, going forward. Probably, like you said, in the closing lineup, Jaron and Brandon Clark out there, that's fine. But starting the game and, like, throughout the game, have Jaron at the five. No, I, it's 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 they're really doing it perfectly. Like, they take Jaron out. He'd be the first person that comes out. Then they bring them back in on the first quarter and lead into the second quarter at the five. It, it kind of, it kind of works out the way it should work out right now. So I wouldn't touch it at all. And our next question is, and it's a uh, man new follower we got man from Zane. His Twitter is uh, Twitter is at it's e i t z, and it's it's back to back z's i t z z a y n underscore. It's right. Zane. <laughs> so. Uh, his question was, do you think it's realistic to think about getting another star before this trade deadline, or do we look to see what we can do this season, sign um, Tyus Jones, sign down Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson, et cetera? So, uh, Scott, you kind of already kind of alluded to your point on that one as well, but, yeah, <laughs> we can go answer the question. Yeah, I think, again, so clearly we're on the same page. Again, I would put all the chips in the middle of the table and say let's go all in because, again, we've seen them beat the Warriors multiple times. Um, not sure how many times we've beaten the Jazz. Um, the Lakers, I'm not worried about the Lakers at this point because they don't play defense and they hold. Um, so, I mean, I think that you have the chips in place. I think if you want to say, you know, the Celtics have said that they are move, willing to move Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, but again, you never know. Money talks at the end of the day. So does talent. And I believe if you 
if you ask yourself within the organization, do we have enough to beat these teams in a seven-game series? If your answer is no, you have the likes of Desmond Bain, you have the likes of Dylan Brooks, you have the likes of draft picks, um, whatever the whatever the case may be, uh, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, they have the potential to do it. Um, I will again just kind of let the next. Uh, I think trade deadline is in what two weeks, two three weeks or something like that. Kind of see how the next couple of weeks go. Um, and then there's a trade I'm pretty sure that you can make because they have the talent to do so. There's a trade that you can make uh, to better the roster. But again, I think they're rolling so well that you can just kind of just, you know, keep rolling with what you have. Yep. And trade deadline is February the 10th. Yes, that's about three weeks, a little over three weeks from now. Um, so, yeah, I basically would just, again, just keep this roster intact. Uh, I mean, I would. Of course, if some folks made some calls, you'd answer, and then it's just absolutely like, oh my god, like I cannot turn this down. Then yes, you you make a deal. But for right now, man, the Grizzlies are rolling. Like, just see how far that this roster can take this um, at this point. Uh, and plus, I don't see anything. Like I said, maybe unless Jalen Brown is going to be available, I really don't see anything that's going to be out there for Memphis to make a deal for. Um, at this point in time. Um, I think the better question or a question to go along with this question is who are the stars that are available um, in a possible trade deadline? Um, to be honest, I know um, we already mentioned the Celtics. I Look at the Celtics, look at the, play, the Trailblazers. Those experiments are definitely not working uh, for either team. Uh, what the Grizzlies have been doing is working. Um, even with Ja out, even with Triple J out, uh, when Jerome was out, I mean, we still were winning games. Um, you go all in with this team. Um, this team is not a team to me that is going to lose in the first round of playoffs. Um, and so we're looking at progression and not regression, right? Um, I think maybe the the highest person or best quote-unquote star available um, if Daryl Morley allows it, would be Ben Simmons. But then again, it's what are you trading to get Ben Simmons um, and how that will just really tank the chemistry that is the Grizzlies. That is one thing that is never really talked about. It's great to have stars, but stars get beat by chemistry. And what Jenkins and these Grizzlies have is chemistry, no matter what. When you can put in John Conchar, we put in um, De'Anthony Melton on the bench or starting and things like that. That goes far, my fault. Go ahead. Sorry. I would say different coaches will. This is yeah. that man after last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you, you know, like, you can't beat chemistry. Um, and so I, I don't think that we – we're, what, third right now in the West? Um, and so, again, who is the star who is available to trade? If you're not giving me, I don't know, KD or Steph Curry for pennies on a dollar, then I'm not going with the trade and I'm going to go all in with my team and we'll see you in the playoffs, and we'll see how these seven games are going to go. Because we're not, we're not doing the playing scenario again. No, sir. And I, before two go, two go. Shout out to Darko. I hope I got his name right. Rajakovic. <laughs> That's the at the at the head coach. Since Taylor Jenkins. Since Damn Taylor. good. Good job, Damn bro. Good. Good job to both of y'all. Um, so yeah, great points by all of y'all. And I guess I'll be the money man that talks about, uh, talk about it. Like the chemistry is so great. Like, and I think that this would be a team that some players would kind of sacrifice a couple of dollars to stay on. 
like we we talk, you know, you asked about you know signing down Tyus and signing down Kyle Anderson. Of course, um, it'll benefit the Gears to sign both of them. Um, but if you have to two, choose, of course, you go with Tyus, right? Like he is that leader for the second unit, and uh, you know, pretty much a leader on this team. Um, but Kyle Anderson, you know, he's kind of become, you know, I- I- exposable because like you know Brandon Clark's doing so well. Um, Jaron is you know able to stay on the court a little bit more longer. Tillman's do- doing his thing. So, um, of course. I think Kyle would make a lot more money elsewhere, but with this chemistry on this team, I think this is one of those teams where some players, you know, like in the old school Spurs days to give up, you know, so-and-so money to have, you know, certain players, you know, continue to stay. So we're going to, uh, that's, that's going to be some, a question that's going to be probably continuous as, as the season progresses. but going forward, I think that's where we are right now. For sure, for sure. Also, just a quick nugget. I need Penny Hardaway to, to go to the school of Taylor Jenkins and his assistants uh subbing players. Uh he does a better job subbing his players like the Grizzlies do. I think the Tigers will be a whole lot better. But can we not uh, talk about the Tigers right now? This is Grizzlies <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I just want, I want to take nugget here. He need to he need to uh, take that. He just need to take some, you know, take some classes from uh, Taylor Jenkins and the crew. But um I agree with y'all pretty much. I think the team to me, with they went on this streak, I'm like, man, don't mess up the chemistry. Just you know, other people. They, I've been seeing a lot of trade scenarios. I mean, Cam Reddish is now traded. That was a trade scenario, stuff like that. You know, a little smaller trades. Um, if there's not a star, a la Jaden Brown, uh, and Boston's handed not trading nobody, so we'll like Scott said, you know, take a change. But I'm not, and it, and it also depends on the trade. Are you asking for? Dylan Bain and three picks, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, some stuff is like, nah, oh no, like <laughs> you, you take the phone calls, you listen, right? Oh, so you you at least entertain it. Yeah, I wouldn't make a move unless you just absolutely positively know that hey, I cannot pass up on this. This is actually good. that's the only way you make a move in this exactly. trade. Exactly. Um, the only move I make is in off season. I let the season play out. Because the Grizzlies do got time. Like you got three first round picks. You can trade a draft time. You got three first round picks in this draft. I think Dylan Brooks contract is up next year. Like you got you you don't have to make a decision now this season. Only decision you got to make is Tyus Jones and Cal Anderson, in my opinion. It, if you lose in free agency, I mean, what was you gonna get back for second round picks? You know, what like play the season out with them. Like y'all better off with them right now. Go ahead and play it out, see as far as you can get. Maybe you can make a run like Atlanta, Atlanta last year and get to the Western Conference Finals. It, it could be possible depending on matchups, right? So just go and play it out, and all season comes, and then you make the that's see that's when a Jaden Brown would come open. That's when uh you know Bradley Bill might come back, but with the way Bain playing, we uh, you know that might not be the case anymore. <laughs> uh Ben Simmons, I definitely want to trade Ben Simmons right now. That's you talking about chemistry, uh you talking about chemistry issues. Like I, I just don't I don't think chemistry he's you know? such a chemistry killer, he might might have to call him biology. Okay, he's not not coming. No sir. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would I wouldn't touch this team. So I'm with y'all. But uh, the go forward with the schedule for this week, the Grizzlies half this week. We have the Chicago Bulls on MLK Day, which is this when this episode get released. We uh record on Sundays, get released on Monday, so it'll be released probably a couple hours uh right before this uh game. Then we play at Milwaukee, who they are now getting rolling. Um, they play them at Milwaukee on Wednesday. We play at Denver on Friday, and we will probably record. We play at Dallas and we play a uh, revenge game at Dallas next Sunday. We'll probably record for the game. So I'll go ahead and add that to the prediction for this week. So out of these four games versus Chicago at Milwaukee, at Dallas, at Denver, what is y'all record for this week? Oh man, I'm gonna go. 
Sheesh. That's a nice little tough schedule. Uh, give me a win against the Bulls. Give me a win against the Nuggets. So I go two and two. Um, I have those, I have those two wins. Then I also have a loss against the Bucks. Uh, I'm not sure if Drew Holiday is coming back, uh, but I don't know if we have an answer for Giannis yet. Like, great, you don't technically need an answer for Giannis, um, but I just think that's a lot, <laughs> um, especially with us not having Dylan Brooks um, in the lineup. So I take, I get that. I think that's a loss. And Jesus Christ, it just seems like the Mavs on us. So I think, I think that's a loss as well too. Uh, Shitty, I see. So yeah, give me two and two. Get a, a win against the Bulls. Um, a win against the Nuggets, loss against the Bucks, loss against the Mavs. Uh, let's see. I'll also take a win against the Bulls. I think the Grizzlies come out and look to uh, possibly change the course of how they play on MLK. So, um, especially given after the game that happened on Friday. So, give me a win there. A tall task to try to go into Milwaukee and build Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got it rolling. So I'll go to throw L there for Memphis. Um, the Nuggets game is a toss-up, but I'll definitely give the Grizz a W there, and I think the Grizz get their revenge in Dallas against the Mavs. So I'll go through one. Well, hear me out here, fellas. Hear me out. The Bucks are the champions of last season. Their last seven games, they've lost to the Pistons, the Raptors twice, the Hornets on back-to-back nights, but they beat the Nets and the Warriors. What that tells me is that they're kind of like, um, I don't know, I love the Heat. So they're like the Heatles. The Heatles will play good to teams that they felt were of good competition, but then play down to others. And I really think nationally we're still looked down on. And so I think we actually beat the Bucks. Um, to be honest. And I, uh, the other game that I think we need to win is actually the Mavericks game. Um, I think that's a loss against the Bulls. Uh, the reason why is because the Bulls have lost three straight. Um, after beating the Pistons, they've lost to the Nets, Warriors, and Celtics. Um, and so they're going to be looking to win um, on MLK Day. Um, and the Nuggets, the Nuggets last five games, they've only lost one game, and that was a loss to the Clippers, and they only lost by two points. Um, and that team is doing some amazing things, and they've got some rest before they get to us anyway. Um, and so give me two and two. The reason why I believe we beat the Mavericks is because we have to beat the Mavericks flat out. We have to. We have to show that we can come. If they can come to our place and beat us, then we need to return the favor and go and beat them. And I'm about to look on Ticketmaster to see if I can get some tickets uh, for that game on Sunday. Uh, but give me back to 500 for this week. Uh, and give me two and two. Give me three and one with the loss coming to the Bucks. Um, and I, you kind of almost persuaded me on that one, Sheedy, as far as the Bucks saying they did lose to a bunch of you know crazy teams. But if we would have had Steven Adams, I would have been on your side. But Giannis is going Giannis and I'm not sure how we're going to stop them, to be honest with you. Um, Bulls team, MLK Day, we were well-rested, iced up a little bit. We're going to get that dub on that one. Um, Nuggets, I think we can beat them. You know, we wanted the better scores inside the um, inside the paint, and the Nuggets still can't stop no matter from scoring inside the paint. So uh, give me a win against them. And like you said, Sheedy, it's about time we finally, you know, beat the Mavericks, especially if you're in the building. Uh, give me the Grizz on that one. So, um, 
Yeah, give me that one. And the Grizz got a, a day to rest in between that Nuggets and the, and the Mavs game anyway, too. So uh, give, give me that one. They're going to they gonna be ready to fight it. Oh, no. So give me three and one. Yep, yep. And with you, uh, two, three and one for me. Um, Chicago, we normally, the MLK Day game, we normally struggle a little bit on MLK Day, right? But I think, I know we beat Phoenix, was it last year or the year before? Um, I think it had to be last year. Last year. Okay, so we did win last year. So give me, without Zach, and Zach Levine is probably not playing. They're missing a lot of their defensive guys. So a lot of my guys who are Bulls fans are a little nervous because they've been struggling lately. So give me the Grizzlies to, they got two days of rest. Give me them to come out and win that one. In Milwaukee, uh, we didn't stop Giannis last year, and we still beat them by double digits in Milwaukee. So, uh, and I think we're a better team than we were last year. Uh, champs tonight. Give me the Grizzlies to go into Milwaukee and win that game. Denver is the one I get them lost at. Uh, that's a tough, you know, Denver is always tough to play at. Uh, the, the, high, the altitude and all of that. So, but, um, and Denver is playing well. Jokic is back, you know, playing at the MVP level. Then you get a rest and you play Dallas. That's the big one. Uh, we did, to be fair, uh, we did go to a game where they beat Dallas by like 30 last year. So don't forget that. So we have beaten them. <laughs> and they did beat Dallas. Now, I think Luka didn't play in that game when we beat them at Dallas early in the season. But John didn't play the game either. So nonetheless, we beat Dallas at Dallas. They beat us twice there. So let's beat them twice there. They got to get that one. I'm pretty sure Ja is going to take that game personally after losing to him this past Friday. So give me the grids to go 3-1. and one. Be Chicago, Milwaukee, and Dallas, and with the one loss coming at Denver. No more Mr. Shark 500, Sheedy. No more Mr. Shark 500 coming this way. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm over here with it. That's fine with me. <laughs> man, so, man, that does it for this episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Starting 5, the number 5 MEM. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SPN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on Network 3D Podcast, Core 4 Podcast, GBB Live, and The Long View. And I did find the dates for that show. Uh, for a shout out, I guess from last week, Ryan Haskett um, from Memphis Jukin. They will be at the Orpheum Theater February February the 11th to February the 12th, both days. Uh, I think they are Friday and Saturday night. And pricing for the tickets are $25 to $55. So go support the guys in Memphis Jukin. And remember, follow me at the one underscore P Shark on Twitter. I'm at underscore Scott on Twitter. Don't forget, it's a jolly good season. I'm at the auditor. Of still a preposition. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do, little John, big John? It's really cheating. Wow. I wish you could have heard what song you were listening no, no, to. Like, I can't hear <laughs> Copyright <laughs> issues. Um, it's your man, Ed Tab Shakir. Uh, remind apparently, me of apparently, Crunk ain't dead, and apparently, she is listening to Crunk Juice right now. Right. So. <laughs> hey, I'm still saying, I read on. I'm still saying, Lil John for not performing his verse at the uh, versus battle with uh, Duke Deuce, but that yeah. didn't hear no there, and comedian there for not, they're not performing dope or fresh either. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Us anyway, so to next time, hey, y'all, hey, since we talking about the verses. Y'all know, like during the streak, the Grizz pretty much hadn't lost since that. Uh, since that versus, yeah. mm. they had not lost. They had not lost mm. the game since that versus. Mm. I may have to go put some money on you sure? to win the ship. I think yeah. so. Yeah, now we beat OKC. We beat OKC that night by seventy, and we lost to OKC later. later.
Yeah, they so got revenge. Yeah, they got the revenge. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. But their record is like ridiculously crazy. Yeah. They won like twelve and four since then, something like this. So yeah, yeah. They, yeah I think it's twelve. You'll take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. take it. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, that's the NFL. You know, NFL teams in twelve and four and twelve and five nowadays. So thirteen and four. <laughs> but this time, no grease. No grease. Thank you.